Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Awakening Truths with Make Up Your Power. Today, we are doing episode three, Valentine's Day, Twin Flame Edition. I am also on Facebook as well right now, so I'm going to hit go live on there, and hopefully this does not double up. So you're going to hear me say this again. Hello, everybody on Facebook. Welcome, welcome to Awakening Truths with Make Up Your Power. We're on episode three, Valentine's Day edition. Twin flame edition is what I meant for Valentine's Day. So if you guys are catching us live, feel free to drop comments down below if you're curious about the twin flame journey, have any questions for us at all. Um, we are here to answer them. So I hope everybody is having a great Valentine's Day. Very excited that I got my husband, best friend, Valentine and twin to come on today. He was a little hesitant because he's usually like the background guy, but he's as talkative as I am. So Figured it'd be a great day with it being Valentine's Day to come on here together and kind of share with you guys what the journey kind of looks like and how it is different from everybody. And it's not what Netflix says it was. Just put that out there. So, yeah. So before Brian begins, I just wanted to go over um, what a twin flame is. So a twin flame Pretty much before you incarnate on this earth, you make your one soul split into two bodies. So pretty much what happens is with the twin flame is that you, you choose to come here on this earth to clear things for the collective that is important in being able to um, raise the vibration of the collective. So generational traumas, addictions, habits, stuff like that. Pretty much you travel as far away from love so that way you can establish um, unconditional love in a place that is uh, program free. And what I mean by that is societal norms, structures, um, because for twin flames, we literally come here to break down the barriers, break down the ways in which stood that were not for everybody. So that way it can, we can create a world that is for everybody. Now I know that that sounds silly, but it is quite beautiful, but it's a lot of work. So with that being said, with us, we were told about each other at a very, very young age. Um, I will just share a quick part on mine. Um, I was, uh, it was my mother's anniversary of her passing. I was 29 years old. I went to go see a psychic for the first time. And it opened up my entire world to being told that while I was married and I had two kids, that I had a twin flame that was... Um, it was going to be more difficult, but that, that was like my person, um, that the person that I was with, that I, I would be settling in a way, not in a disrespectful way, but it was more of one of those things that what a twin flame does is they kind of mirror to you what you need to work on. So that way you can heal it. Um, so whenever you get triggered, so it's difficult, it's a lot of work. You take on a lot of trauma, you take on a lot of, um, Things outside of yourself, uh, they could be substance abuse, all kinds of different things, um, and you just kind of work through them. But when you come into union with your twin, what happens is, is that anything that is not keeping you in a state of oneness, which means creates division or ego or fear-based, will come up through your twin flame um, in order for you to be able to heal it. And in doing so, what happens is, is it's kind of like a back and forth pull. So if one of us is kind of going through something that is getting healed, 
the other is kind of there to kind of help them through it. And then what happens is, is that when one heals within a week's time, the other one will go through something similar that is for them to, for them to clear. So that way we come into a, a place of oneness. So the psychic told me straight out about them. And that day I went home to my husband at the time and I told him, I told him straight out everything that the psychic had told me. I told him that he would end up with a woman that had a boy and a girl, that they would be together, that they probably wouldn't physically get married, but they would end up being together forever, that he would immediately get with her um, within a month of us separating, that he did. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to give you guys the rundown that like, I really took the chance because my entire life I had a knowing. I had to believe every song, every dream, every vision, every thought that I had there was an energy that was to that, you know, it's like everything was made for this energy that I just loved without knowing what they look like. Um, so that was always beautiful. But then when I would get into relationships, they wouldn't really match that kind of vibe. So that kind of left a lot of things to learn, things to heal, lessons to deal with, situationships, karmic relationships, and so forth. So um, pretty much just to get to the, the base of it is that after that, um, I went home that day, told him it was May. I was 29. By my birthday in November, I turned 30. Um, and then six days after that, I told him that we should separate. And within a month, he was with somebody else. And then I was with a situationship right after him before meeting him. And then this is where I'm going to turn over the next portion over to Brian. Oh no, not me. Yes, you. <laughs> well, have any of you ever been told at a younger age what you might be encountering in your future? The woman of your dreams. Yeah, you might have kids with somebody, but it's not your person. You might marry somebody, but it's not your person. So growing up, I've always had the knowing and was always searching, looking, watching, finding, paying attention to my surroundings. I was always told she's, she's right there. She'll always be right there around the corner. I was told not to get married, uh, you know, numerous things that I was told not to do, but being a male, I defied it and I went the other way. <laughs> Could have, maybe we could have been together sooner. Who knows? But doing so created a lot of turmoil. But within that turmoil came greatness. I was married. Um, she lived next door. Uh, right that's around the corner. Me. <laughs> and we did not know this at the time when I was married to um, my ex-husband now. Um and he was still married. We lived, what, I think two houses down from each other. And we lived in these locations for about the same amount of time. Yeah. It was quite was, a few years. We're, yeah. Never even knew. Away. Field away. Field and a half. Yeah. Well, there'd be days that I'm driving home. And I'd see a group of people outside the house. And I'd honk the horn. Don't know why. Don't know these people. Just, man, man. Beat, go on by. Now, months later, weeks later, the guy she's seeing needed a job. So, 
my wife at the time had a yard sale, was selling some of stuff. And I saw a balloon at the end of the driveway and I was like, oh, I love yard sales. Let's go check it out. So we did. So then they inquired about work or my somehow somewhere they started talking about work. So my wife's pushing me and telling me, hey, you need to meet these people. This guy needs a job, blah, blah, blah. In me, if I don't know you, if I don't know anything about you, I, I wouldn't even give you the second of the day. Back then, anyway. Unless you approached me. So we tip for tap for a while, back and forth, talked on the phone, and finally a kid shows up. And I give him a chance. And he's working with me for a while. Still haven't met this one. And we have a get-together gathering at the house. And he comes over and brings her along. And, you know, when you know, you know. No matter who it is, what situation you're in, you know. As soon as she stepped out of that vehicle, it was like we locked. And it was like our souls were like, boom, they're one. And I, and, and I got slapped upside the head for it. I got asked, why are you looking at her like that? <clears throat> After that day, there wasn't a person that, no matter who we were with, would ask, why do you look at each other like that? What is the purpose? But my 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 internal knew she was the one. But how? How, how am I supposed to approach that, make that happen? I'm in the middle of a divorce at this time now. <laughs> I was going through one. Yeah, yeah. She set me up with one of her friends. You know, I mean, it was a tester. <laughs> so, you always need a rebounder after you're married. You always need that, just that little cushion in between to kind of get your groove back, which is what that did for me. Like, I needed that. I needed to know what it was like to be Nicole for a minute, you know, or like just feel something different. And in all honesty, he became our connector who I was with, just like his, you know, now ex-wife. Same thing. Now, I do want to make it clear that we never got together while we were married. It was no. nothing like that. It was the moment that we chose that when we chose to leave who we were with, that we then chose each other, if that makes sense, energetically. Because we knew, we had a knowing, though we didn't know what the person looked like. See, what happens a lot with twin flames is, is that people get excited, so they focus on the visual of that twin flame. But the reality of it is that you find unconditional love within yourself first, and then the person comes. You will not find them first and then yourself. It is all about an inner journey of breaking down things that don't work for you. Um, that aren't the best for you, that aren't good on a collective level. Um, and if you two are together, those things are already for the most part worked out, except for whatever you guys might have pre, pre um, agreed upon before coming of experiences that would happen while you two are together or apart. But usually when you come into that union, um, a lot of the big stuff, like if say if it was like really bad substance abuse or, you know, anything dark or whatever, a lot of the times that's done and gone through. And then there will be things that'll come up once you two come into union 
in all honesty, because like twin flame work is it's work. Like it's beautiful love and it's worthy love, but it is not an easy way to go. Soulmates and stuff like that. Like that's more like comfort level. And I'm not, I don't mean to, no, I'm not gonna use the word settle. Um, Comfort level and twin flame is more like amped up as in anything that is not going to mold me into my best self yeah. must get shed from me, whether I like it or not. We really push each other to the extreme sometimes. <clears throat> but it inevitably has helped us a ton because we realize a lot of our ego or um, fights or arguments at first were a lot of unhealed trauma, childhood trauma, generational trauma at that, um, especially. And on a collective level, you know, we're going into the time period over the next 20 years of the divine feminine. With that divine feminine energy comes intuition, spirituality, collaboration, the breaking down of the masculine um, collective energy that we just went uh, through the past 15 to 20. That's all I have to say. So as you could see on a world scale right now of everything getting broken down the way that it is, it's doing so in order to be built in a way where unconditional love with boundaries can exist. And what that means is, is anything that you carried with you, if it's not going to help you in moving forward, it's time to put it down. And we wanted to have this space to kind of share with you guys, like what the twin flame journey really is about, because we literally are it, we live it ourselves, but how the story is, you know, each twin flame scenario is different because we chose to specifically go through circumstances. So if we chose that, then there's going to be other twin flames out there that will have specific things that they chose as well to work through, to clear, to um, achieve in their incarnate here on this earth. And, and when she says you go through it, you go through it. It's not, <laughs> it's not easy. You go through a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when we looked at each other funny, I didn't know why. I just knew that I looked at him funny. But from the moment that we locked in, from there on out, there was this, like, I don't know him, but I know him. Right. Like, we've been together for a long time, knew each other for eons, was very comfortable with, with each other in conversation. Yeah, like, real it's, comfortable, cozy. Yeah. Like we could tell each other what whatever it was, whatever it is. However, it was deep. However, it was like right, deep very, stuff. Real deep. Something that you wouldn't tell somebody else unless you absolutely trusted or knew who they were. For example, yeah. Yeah, because it, it was and it was just like that. And there was nothing that we were like trying to do. And that's yeah. another thing with twin flames, is is that when you're not looking that's when it happens. So it would make complete sense that our moment of, of meeting would happen that way. Cause I was with somebody, I'm going through a divorce. I'm not thinking about, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Obviously I was trying to make sure that this kid got, you know, got a job. Um, <clears throat> but it was just one of those things that when you start saying yes to yourself, that means that there's going to be things that you're going to be having to inevitably say no to. And if that means like, you know, maybe this worked so well for me for so long and I was happy, but I feel that there's this love that I can have that I'm not really getting or, you know what I mean? 
then there's some inner healing and work to be done. But now it's the time for twin flames. They are coming in waves together because it is all about raising the vibration. Life is chaotic out there because the, the control societal situations have created that to try to keep you in a fear-based controlled state, meaning relying on everything that they're saying, the scare-based stuff, whatever supplies you should get or whatever you should watch out for, or, you know, the power, like all of these scary, scary things. And the only thing you should be watching out is for yourself and your family, friends. And know that you'll be okay. Right. Like in all honesty, like it can't, what you think you create in a lot of the ways, not to say that these things aren't happening because they very much are, but in how much they will impact you is going to be based on how much you allow it to impact you. And what I mean by that is the fear, this being, being scared. Um, because when it comes to like love and reality, the 3d is not it like physical things, choo choo train. They're crazy over here. Welcome to downtown Kalamazoo, everybody. Um, but in all seriousness, though, like love isn't meant to be easy, but it's worth it. And what I mean by that is, is that any storm that you weather means a hell of a lot more when you weathered it and you, well, that's cute. Yes. And with the rainbow, like if you saw a rainbow all the time, it's not going to matter, you know, and that's what you start to build in this twin flame dynamic is just having somebody beside you that's willing to fight with you um because they because they know that the intention is there and anything that is uh false a false narrative will always come up to the surface so if there was a belief what was one thing on your end that you felt could have been difficult with me in the beginning that you maybe were having a hard time re receiving where I was coming from. When I first got home from prison, because that in that connection that we had before I went to prison was a lot of just phone and visits coming home was more physical contact and being in front of each other, not, being told what to do and what not to do, you know? So that was a real difficult thing for me to adjust in my adjusting period. But to know that we did so much beforehand and got through it together, I knew coming home, it was gonna be a process, it, but I knew to break through all the programming to reprogram myself back into society what was the biggest thing to try to understand what you were trying to do for me or do with me to get me on the page that you were on was, yeah, that was difficult. And with the pay and when you say the page that I was on, do you mean spiritually where I was at? Like with the, just to get with you, where you were at. Yeah. Well, spiritually, mentally, just to work, be able to work with you and understand you to be able to articulate it back out to other people that may not understand you. Yeah. Cause I could talk very spiritually deep. 
I really can. I'm like that. And with the twin flame journey, the feminine, and that doesn't necessarily mean man or woman, uh, because it goes based on the divine feminine, excuse me, and masculine energy. So feminine masculine energy consists of masculine energy is like the logical side. And then we can say in a nutshell that the feminine energy is the intuitive side. Okay. So when you're kind of more into one than the other, that's where you want to kind of check because you always want to be balanced in the two. So like the right side being the, the masculine side, the left side being the feminine side. Um, so for a long time, what, what happened was, is I would use a lot more of my feminine side energy, meaning there was a lot more of like, let's talk things through. I would almost overshare um, because when you're too much in one energy, what can happen, say with the feminine energy is you can become more like insecure, um, not really entrusting your intuition as much um, because there were fear things that came up and a lot of it came down to self-worth and self-value in different ways that was already being healed, like healing but still had like you, you heal things, but the full healing in all of the things kind of happen more. So I feel when you come into union with your twin, mm-hmm. um, because what they kind of do is, is at first when like, say there what might've been drinking or something involved and stuff, I would get a lot of, Oh, she's emotionally reacting or overreacting or what have you. And not to say that that's untrue because I started to realize that when I was um, having any kind of alcohol, that that was going to be my moment to be like, no, like I'm telling you my truths, here it is. But then what I realized was, is that when you're under the influence for me personally, you know, with alcohol, is that the way that it's coming out is not getting received well. So a big thing that we worked on was our communication and how. So we start like really raising our voices or we were, you know, intoxicated or anything like that and having a good time or whatever. Those are not times to do it. I know that sounds silly, but let's be realistic. When yeah. you're in that moment, yeah, we've learned. it's Learn a different, yeah, it's a different situation. <laughs> and with twins, you will definitely learn things the hard way because you will keep learning this uh, situation until it's fully learned for what it is. Because the goal inevitably is also for us to turn that back around and transmute that pain into power to also help the collective and the people around us um, energetically. Because you ever hear the saying, what you don't heal, your kids will use that as an example. You know what I mean? Like when me and him first got to uh, like getting to know each other even, and we're around each other, I ended up quitting smoking cigarettes. Like there's just things that like you start wanting to not do or have or whatever anymore. Um, when you're in this dynamic, because we have to level on the same, and if we're not, then tensions will happen to ensure it. So if one of us kind of withholds something or lies about something or anything like that, the other's going to know. Yeah, it's broken off families and you're instantly know. Instantly, instantly, without a shadow of a doubt, instantly. It's like it rings in your head mm-hmm. and tells you exactly what that person is yep. not sharing with you. So then when you call them out on it and they give you that surprise look of, what? 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 What do you mean? <laughs> but it's good, though, because <laughs> right. twins in all right. reality in the 
in this, uh, what do you want to say in the universe, however you want to say your higher self, what have you, um, that they're always in a, it's a state of oneness. There is no division because division was created in the 3d. It was created by society. Why are we the only ones that feel emotion? Well, there's a reason for that. And there's, there's a reason why we feel all different kinds of emotions to the extreme, because it's the embodiment of the human experience is to be able to feel all of those things and still come back to a state of unconditional love and still remember to come back in your knowing that you are here to serve a purpose here and staying focused on that. So for me, without knowing when I was a child that I was a twin, I always had a knowing that I was meant for something big and that was going to change the world somehow or another. Don't really care how anybody takes that anymore because I now know what I know. I now know what I've experienced. I now know what I've seen happen. And it's a beautiful thing. And I just really want all of you guys to be able to know that you are just as effective. Sure are. Just and, as effective. And as you come together and you clear your crap and you get to be fused as one, things just start rolling good for you. Things don't start going downhill. You climb that hill and you constantly climb that hill because you're pushing each other. One slips, the other one grabs you, pulls you up. The other slips, you pull that one up. And it, it's a steadily, steady ladder. You either, what is it? You glow together, you grow apart. Right. And with the twin flame dynamic, what will happen is, is that if you're not working through things and the tension keeps happening, then an intervene will happen and it will separate you for a bit for you to work on your stuff to come back. But being in the time that we're in right now and how important it is for twins and the vibration of love to happen, the um, it's not as difficult. It's not as hard to do. It's not as much like work of going beforehand because over the past, we'll say since the pandemic began, Anybody that sees this or hears this at any time have all gone through major transformations and major clearings. Well, a lot of those clearings were happening in order for you to embody your best and purest and highest self, which will in turn be what you create in the environment around you, like the people that are going to become your tribe, um, like your twin flame or who you end up being with. Um, because you're going to be speaking more and knowing more from your heart and from your intuition. And those are going to be what you listen to more than what's online celebrities and everything else. Like the goal is for you to tap into your own inner knowing and be provided the tools and the resources to do so. So that way you're no longer taken advantage of or living somebody else's reality that they created for you. And that's really like the biggest part of it is that the realities that I was living in, you know, some can look at it like, man, how are you like happy or have this kind of like innocence moments? And it's because I, it was always here. That was always who I was. All of the other shit were things that I was meant to obviously be a part of, to clear, to learn from, to educate mental health has been huge um, of learning about because mental health is one of the biggest reasons why society has been able to 
create, well, well, when I say it, I'll say it more as in like, um, for women, it was do for everybody else, make sure that you're always, you know, you're, you're becoming the mom, you're, you're having the kids, you're giving for everybody else. And then if you were the man at the time, it was, you have to go out and work, you have to go out and provide, you have to not show any emotions because it makes you weak. And if you were a woman, oh, she's being emotional again, she's emotionally responding in those ways, I don't know about you, but they don't work. <laughs> like we don't fit one set mold. If we were meant to fit one set mold, we would all look, be, think, and act exactly the same way. But the reason why we don't is because we weren't built that way. We have differences within us that are the peace and the gifts for the world. And the only way to truly like realize that and believe that is by doing the work and the understanding that even if I don't have all the tools or all the steps yet, it's got to be worth more than what I'm in now. Because if I'm looking at my life around me and I feel burnt out and I feel like I'm running on a treadmill, but yet I'm not losing weight, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just running in place. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Then why be afraid to take the leap? And that's the biggest thing that when it comes to the twin flame dynamic is, is you take a lot of leaps and they're not always easy, but there's an understanding and a belief and a knowing that happens that no matter what happens here, out here, there's a knowing in here that it's always going to be okay and that we're always going to be good. No matter what realm you fall into. Which is true too. And you got to think about that too, because when you start vibrating higher, meaning like if you start getting rid of more dense things from your system, that's not working for you. Well, that's also going to change your environment around you. And it's also going to eventually change the people around you. Because when we establish boundaries for ourselves, we're now saying, this is me loving myself. So the person on the other end has the opportunity to either respect the boundary give them time to work with the boundary or they go uh, anything else you're now bending over on your own boundary. So then they're not going to. So it's like the only real thing that we can truly do is our own inner healing. And as we do so, we're able to do so for the world around us because then we can be a staple or a voice or a listening ear, a sounding board, for anybody that needs that space, that non-judgment to be able to share whatever they may be going through, whatever triggers might be coming up. Anytime a trigger comes up straight away, I don't care who you are, something's unhealed within you. If you get pissed at anybody for any reason, I don't care how ridiculous it is, it triggered you for a reason. And that trigger will always resort back to something that you probably don't even realize. And if you don't, really let it come out and come through it'll come back up in another way which usually ends up being like emotional outburst anger outburst um not being feeling supported or um it'll always, it'll always come back and come up if you don't catch it at the time that it comes up or somebody doesn't call it out for you to understand it or see it then it becomes repetitive and then you're stuck in a loop. And when them loops keep coming and it comes right back around and you're fighting and arguing over the same thing again, and you're like, man, I thought we got over this. Okay. Obviously, something needs to do. There's another layer here. Something else needs to be done. Something else 
needs to be changed, how do we go about doing so? So the next time it comes around, you see it, you recognize it, you lose it. Then there's no more of that anger, frustration. Oh, I want, you know, the um, back and forth with your other. It, you start off doing what that loop brought you to. You caught it. There's no argument. There's no fighting. There's just straight moving forward onto the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's through conversation. The biggest way in order to work through these loops is communication. Communication. It is the hugest thing. And And not when you're drunk. I was just going to (laughs) say. And for us, we realized that for the work that we want to do and the work that we're here to do for ourselves and for, you know, that which is around us, that we personally had to take out anything that could be an excuse as to why. Do you know what I mean by that? And what I say is, is like, you know, if you ever get into an argument with somebody and they'll say, oh, it's because you're on this. Or, oh, oh, it's because you did this. And then you just want to get mad because you're like, well, I can't argue with you. Yeah, I'm intoxicated. Or, yeah, I had a drink or whatever. Or, you know, whatever the hell it is. Right. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things that, okay, all right. You said that. All right, cool. Take it out. The cycle happens again with what he was just talking about. Now we're under a different impression because neither one of us are under the influence. So now why is it coming up? You see what I mean? And then it's kind of like, all right, you talk about it. And then you start almost at the same time. Yeah, we start realizing what it is. So then we clear it. Then it can come up again. But when it comes up, It's never exactly the same because each time that you're coming around, you're learning something new, you're picking up something new, and you're letting go of something every single time. And the more that you have to let go, the more times that you're going to have to cycle it if you're not dumping it all off at once. And sometimes, you know, like a backpack, you're not ready to just get dump it all off because if you don't understand it, you can dump it off all you want. It's still going to be attached to your back. And that's the difference is when you're able to communicate and talk through, even if you don't fully understand what's happening, if you can have that safe space, because we're very big on making it a point to say, do I have a, yes. Do I have a safe space right now? We both usually know that means that there could be something that might mean, you know, it could irritate us, piss up, but because we're asking for that, it means that we're being vulnerable. And And the other person needs to give that respect for the person that needs to save space, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, you give them the safe space, you can't, you can't turn on them, you can't nope. get at them. You can't, can't turn can't back and get pissed at them. and start getting frustrated and upset because of what you heard. You gotta bite your tongue, take a couple breaths, realize what the situation and what's going on, and then start finding a solution. And the best thing about it is, too, guys, is that a lot of the times why arguments happen and why people feel like they don't have safe spaces is because we have things in our head that tell us why we're not good enough, why we're inferior. There's abandonment wounds. There's all these different things that we may not that have nothing to do with what's going on in that moment. But what I'm saying is when you say safe space, that tells me, okay, I'm going to be a listening ear. I'm going to sit back. 
I'm not going to take anything that he's saying personal, even if it has completely to do with something that I just did. I'm going to sit back because he just received it this way. I'm going to hear him out. And then I'm going to ask what I, you know, if I have questions in order to make sure I'm understanding what he's saying correctly. So instead of it being a bitching contest, it becomes more of, all right, all right, cool. Because in all honesty, vulnerability is hard to give unless you're pissed off already. But when you can be vulnerable when you're not, say you're like this, okay, well, now we can find some resolute because if he's coming to me and asking for a safe space to be vulnerable with me, that means in turn, I may have the solution for him or I might bring up something that together we come up with a solution for. And that becomes more proactive than just bitching the bitch. Um, another thing is to, and you can even do that too. Hey, do I have a safe space? I honestly just need to vent and bitch. Another thing that we do now is too, guys, how many times have y'all gotten to a fight with your partner or an argument, right? And you leave the room and then you can hear them bitching in the room and you go back in like, what you guys say, Bob? But you got to give that person the space to be able to vent out their own frustrations from the other person's ignorance or disbelief that caused the situation to begin with because that otherwise it just escalates so a big thing we did was if you're in the other room you say anything just ignore it nope you never heard it in one ear out the other it wasn't directed to you it wasn't meant for you it was meant for me to verbalize it get it out so i'm not directing it to you i'm not putting it on you right And then, because what happens is if we're already stressed and we're already feeling some kind of way, and I know it's easier said than done, but that's what happens when you're trying to change things, you know, when routines and habits are easy because you get used to them, right? Bad habits, good habits, doesn't matter, but you're going to have to like consciously think about it. And we have that happen where sometimes we'll have that immediate response. And then in the middle of it are already like we're. I see where I'm going. Just give me a second. Let me try to process this. And a lot of times when uh, feminine energy is when we're talking to our masculines, we can tend to explain, go into detail, tell a whole story, like really go on. And sometimes our masculines need time to process what was just said or possibly vice versa. Or then come back again, just to re-explain what you said step by step. So you're changing that dynamic of what you said to begin with. So now you got to try to, okay, now I got to catch up. Oh, wait, you're saying the same thing. Why are you repeating yourself? Mm-hmm. And then it becomes. Uh, and all the times it's usually out of trying to control the situation. Right. Inevitably, because if we're in any kind of a panic and we're trying to force something, not going to work out for you, bud. Sure isn't. Not if you're in a panic. That is the moment that you need to step back. You need to take some breaths and you need to let the answer find you. And the answer will always find you. We sit here with a knowing. We, we, we are living proof that you can step back and you will still be okay. And you can step off of the cliff and say, go out and work for yourself. Do you have a passion? Do you have something that like really sparks you that you feel good about? I mean, not every passion can you make a life off of a living off of, but when you tap into those creative passions, you clear space for the answer is that you're really trying to seek and you can't get that if you're constantly filling your mind up with 
really low density music or really negative news or you know what I'm saying? Like, or negative self talk. Yeah. We don't even watch TV anymore. If anything, we watch some streaming stuff, but in all honesty, no. And even with music, because they all hold different things and you, and if you don't believe me, simply do this, then watch the news for 10 minutes. And it actually be on. Watch 10 minutes of the news, half hour of the news, whatever. Check your mood before you start the news. Check your mood after the news. See what happens. Same thing with really negative. And the reason why I say this is, is because that's how quickly it happens. What is the reason why everybody needs to know the worst case scenario all the time? Why is that news? Why can't news be real life shit that happens, but with the beauty that comes along with it, because with every storm that we weather, there is always a rainbow. So why does the news never talk about this big storm that could be happening with whatever they're trying to fear base with you and not show you on the other other end of it, because they want to keep things controlled. They want to keep a problem happening. How about we just find solutions? And the best way to do so is let them keep doing what they're doing and you focus on you. Focus on what makes your inner kid happy. If that's like hitting a hacky sack or painting on a wall, cutting hair, it doesn't matter what it is. Doing really extreme makeup. This is the year of the beauty industry, dude. Have fun with it. Tearing a building down. Yeah. Tearing a building. His is, yeah, his is like what he did with the studio. He completely revamped this entire studio from 1976 to like now, (laughs) now dated. Um, And he realized how much clarity he gained from that. And these are just like little things that you can do that can help. Um, Because a lot of the times too, like we're, we're clearing a lot of generational trauma so that could look like um, maybe like verbal abuse, uh, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, um, addictions, whether it was to drugs, alcohol, food, sex, all kinds of different uh, uh, racism in the family, um, religion. I mean, all of this stuff, right? So all of this stuff that has a one way of thinking gets broken down. And it gets broken down by just realizing that when it comes out of your mouth, how does it feel to you? Whatever these things are, just check in with yourself. There's no need for saying scientific, whatever, check your body, check how you're feeling whenever you're absorbing or you're around these things, especially people. There's a lot of jobs that I worked at that I was just prime rib for people to just drain the shit out of my energy because I was a happy, positive person. And if there's negative people out there or say people out there that, you know, I always wanted to help people with solutions and maybe you don't want the solution. Or maybe, you know, the solution, you're just thick headed and you don't want to take that road. You want to fight everything. So it makes everything so much more difficult for you in life. But you're never behind. Right. You're right. You're never behind, but you just make your road, your road so much harder to cruise. And our hope is, is that with the hard roads that we've traveled, that if there's only one person or, you know, even if it's down the line, people hear this podcast or what have you, like, we just want to be that sounding board of letting you know that 
you have a space, you have a community, you have people that you could talk to, you have people that you can be vulnerable with. Um, and we love differing opinions. We're not sitting here saying like, this is just it. And you listen. No, we're saying that from our experience, our lived in real life experience in education, by the way, bachelor's master's comes next week. Just saying, dropping that. Um, with that being said, it's like, it's about lived in experiences because guess what? How many people got big educations and then they can't do anything that's relatable for you because they're only doing things by the book. A lot of people, if it's mental health or they're really trying to heal and stuff, they, I, for me, it helps a lot more to be around people who lived it. Right. Been there, done that, seen it, done it the whole nine yards. Because that's how you get educated on it. That's how you end up, say, going to school. Because when he did go to prison, I chose to get a bachelor's in literally behavioral science and pro, uh, program support services, whether that be for correctional facilities, juvenile systems. It really taught me a lot about mental health, mental health issues that I had myself, but an understanding because I wanted to be able to help him when he came home and being able to come back into the world, come back into society. But in all honesty, when he first came home, anything that I tried to share with them, didn't he, he didn't want to hear a damn thing that I had to say. I know, and that kind of butt hurt me, and that drove me nuts a little uh, bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bummer, but whatever. But, but it was a learning because I, I feel that part of that played into insecurities of a, maybe a lesson. I could be wrong, but of him coming home and me already being out and being able to get that education and stuff like that. I had to, I was in a place where at one point I was homeless. You know what I mean? I mean, I had so much shit going on. I either chose to live or die and guess what? I'm here. So I chose to live. And with that living, I decided to educate myself and in educating myself. I knew that when he was getting defensive with me, that I was too close to home for him in a way and that it needed to kind of peel back on its own. So right, because you gotta pick I'm dealing with more things from the inside and then having to deal with a lot of things on the outside here and reconform myself into society after spending the whole time in with COVID on lockdown in solitude for a year and a half plus, it it does a toll on a person. It it really does. So when you're you come home and you got this feminine authority sitting in front of you, trying to tell you this is how you got to conform, you're looking at them like, huh, okay, how am I supposed to do that? What am I supposed to do? What you know, the confusion and everything else that came along with it, it sucked. It really did. But in time, I got better. I started breaking things down, started seeing what was what for what it was, not that she was against me, she was for me. It took me a minute to conform to that. And what kind of process did you feel that you um, that happened that you were able to start seeing it from that different perspective? Being called out left and right, being called out. Not by one person, but by everybody in the household. If everybody sees what you're doing and knows that you're doing it wrong, 
call it out. That person might not know that they're doing it wrong or doing what they're doing. For the longest, I was a drill instructor coming home to my stepkids because that's what was being done to me is being drilled and talked to as if I was a soldier or doing whatever needs to be done on the outside. And so many masculines can relate to that too. So many. And after, you know, you come home and that's how you are. You need this clean. This has got to be organized. Everything has to be prestige. Can't have a messy room, you know, things like that. It was like 3D base. And it, and I realized that when he came home, he was very much 3D base, but not like he didn't want to be, but the programming was, I mean, and you got to understand, like he's seeing sick people. He's seeing people passed away on the floor. I mean, what are you going to do with that? You got COVID bodies all over the place and you're a witness to that. I mean, that's going to mess with your headspace, you know? And I was trying to be aware of that too. But again, we all got our own stuff that we have going on. So I was trying to use the education, but instead I'm like, oh, it's just another masculine doesn't want to hear what a feminine has to say. That was me becoming like that. There was a point in time where I have had many different run-ins with masculines and it doesn't always mean a man because there's been very masculine energy females as well. Um, that, I'm all for women empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, not, it has nothing to do I'm, with that, yeah. but it's just one of those things like the insecurity was already within me. The, um, the, the feeling of being like I was a joke, you know, I mean, I just had a mental, like complete mental breakdown a few days ago, guys. Like another reason why we wanted to come on here, the energies have been really, really heavy. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, there's not a feminine energy out there that has not felt this in one way or the other or is feeling it currently. And it is crippling. I am 39 years old and I thought for a split moment, am I going to end my life? That was devastating to me. Devastating. I just lost it over the um, weekend and I'm just bawling my eyes out and I'm just so ashamed and I'm crying and I'm just saying all these things and I'm like what the fuck is going on I'm completely sober what is this what's going on here and then I realized in all honesty that my trauma from the masculine for so long was still playing out in different ways because there was a run in say with like family members during like a couple days prior and when you try so hard to do for everybody, because that's how we were always taught to do, well, guess what? You're always going to get let down because I went hell or high water for so many people for so long that I fucked myself over and over and over again. But in all honesty, I don't blame anybody for it, not even myself, because of what I learned from it. There was a lot of abandonment there. There was a lot of thinking that what I was going to find a value within myself was the value that I was trying to bring for other people. And I realized that there is a way that we're being taught here that is not working because I have tried to live it exactly like I was told commandment wise friggin' um, 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 oh my God laws wise, all of it done every friggin' bit of it, but would still watch all around me do as I say, not as I do. 
And that was very confusing for me, very overwhelming. And it became one of those things that it, it took me down because I was like, this isn't right. This isn't right. And it was crippling me. And then I realized I've got no freaking control of what you think of me. I got no control of what you decide to do with your life at all. But my hope is, is that by sharing our truths and what we've experienced, by being here as a sounding board, whether nobody listens today and a thousand listen tomorrow or a year from now or whatever, these will always be here for you guys to turn back to. This year and the years that we've been in have not been that easy. This year is not going to be very easy, physically speaking, looking wise. But it's going to come a time, guys, where you're going to really be at a moment of spirituality. Like, where, where do I go from here? And that's going to be important for you to tap into your heart and your intuition because between AI and what's going on in the world, you're going to have to really understand what your compass is, your inner compass. And mine's different from yours, yours different from the next. But we know resources and tools and stuff like that to at least help you figure that out on how you can read that for yourself, because that is extremely important. And that is what I didn't have before because society completely made sure of it, that we had to listen outside of ourselves for so long. And that the division of women and stuff like that, because of the intuition, guys, we can have babies. We're badass bitches. Like we are tough. We have a knowing, we have an understanding. Our periods go by the moons. Like this isn't like a small thing here. This stuff energetically matters. Living your life by um, doing certain things by different moon phases makes a difference in uh, outcomes of things. Um, even trying to understand like your human design and your birth chart and stuff. There's reasons why you're literally born at the exact time that you are and everything aligns exactly why it does. And there's not a single person in this world that can look at their birth chart and their human design chart and say, nope, that's not me at all. Well, I've never experienced a bit of that. They're pretty good to be imprecise. I'll put everything boy. in my yeah, life I'm on going. it. There's not a single person in this world that can tell me that there's not, that they, that they could just say, no, that's not mine. Because you are destined for something when you come here. And though today it could sound crazy what we're saying with how fast everything is happening right now. You'll get it. Tomorrow up. might be the day where it makes all the sense to you because it is, it's going to happen fast and it's going to put a lot of masculine energies, especially on their ass because they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? And in all honesty, it's going to stem from generational masculine collective energy that happened. Especially when you feel stuck. Yeah. That you, is kind of like, yeah, go ahead, please share. You're stuck. You, you don't know what you're doing from day to day. You're, you're feeling confused, like, fuck, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Am I actually supposed to be doing this? You're second-guessing yourself. You just got to let the shit flow. You can't fight it. You got to just let it go and, and flow. If you're trying to talk yourself out of doing something, if it's bad, that's a good thing. But if it's something that's going to benefit you, don't talk yourself out of it. Just do it. It's okay to be afraid. Just, right. If you want to start your own business like that yeah just just do it you we've gotta, done it you you won't know unless you do it and we've we've been doing okay we've been doing all right 
Yeah. I mean, things on a, uh, on a physical level, we could always say it could always be better. Right. But that aren't we all like that? We could ask for winter and then we want summer and then summer happens. It's too hot. Yeah. Grass always greener, but you get to a point on your journey, especially your spiritual awakening journey where the physical, you see it for what it is and you realize the value is not that you really do on your spiritual journey. I can promise you that I have people that have seen throughout my journey and it's living proof guys. It is living proof that it can happen. We're not saying that it's going to be easy, but at least we're saying that you don't got to do it alone. You don't got to have bones in your closet. They were never meant to be hidden. They were actually meant to be used as tools and resources for other people for you to teach. We're always a student and the teacher always. And we're always going to be put into situationships for the betterment of ourselves. And now is the time if things are not feeling truthful within you, they will come to light. If there are people and situations around you that are not true, it will come to light. I can promise you that. And I can guarantee you that. And we're already at eight o'clock. We had nobody drop any comments down below. I already had a feeling, but I'm not stressed. You want to know why? This is episode three. These episodes are going to be on Apple Podcasts. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them all over the place for you for when you guys are ready. They will be there for you guys to listen to. It is Awakening Truths with Make Up Your Power, Valentine's Day Edition, Twin Flame Edition. We're going to go have our date night now. So thank you guys for coming out. Um, feel free even afterwards to still drop um, comments down below. Feel free to say um, that you did a rewatch. Um, follow us on YouTube at Make Up Your Power 7123. 12 more people. I got 50 people, then I can go live on there. I'm also on Twitch as well. I'm on Patreon. I'm on TikTok. We're all over the place because woke news is coming to you everywhere. Awakening Truth will always be here. You got a differing opinion, bring it our way. We would love to um, share in the conversation and would love to have you on if you guys are interested. Thank you guys again for coming out. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. And just know that in a world full of crazy, you you're can, not the only one. <laughs> you can be the calm. Right. You can be the calm. Love you guys. Stay safe. See you. Bye. See you next Wednesday.